The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darkseed. I'm a half-orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Harvey. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Have fun fondling my nuts, you old man. Pox so. is important to you. Let's make a slammer out of his hip bone. Hard me to say. Oh, this has kind of been like a dead ends everywhere. Dead end. We gotta go out to that beach house, I guess. I mean, no shit. I think I'm gonna get a room with uh, one of the girls. Let's go with Lexi. This time I'm gonna take out my fourth favorite slammer. You're gonna bet that guy his pants? Yeah, he doesn't know how to bet. He is really bad at this. Holy shit, you rolled a 20. Oh my god. That's it for me. (laughs) (laughs) So Sabin has so far taken from you the rigid rainbow and the copper knockers. Go to the lake house. I'm gonna eat the sandwiches. As you were coming in the front door, somebody was diving out the back window. Like we're hot on somebody's trail. We better giddy up. Uh, Aegis from town is looking for you. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't have told her that. Right after Aegis' name was said, you hear someone bolting. Fucking told you so. At this point, I want to get this Aegis like a fish. Either she comes back or somebody else shows up. I figured we were outside. We don't want to be inside the cabin. I'm inside the cabin. You see Rod. Ha-ha! You fell into the hard meat trap. I'm going to grab it by a stupid tunic and say, where would she go? I get out my crowbar. I need some answers. You better start telling the truth. It's odd to me that she bolted at the first mention of his name, though. Mm-hmm. I agree. We're going to let him go, but... Um, Are you going to tell him that? Yeah, yeah. Rod, we're going to let you go. But Sorry uh, about all this, Rod. We have a, we have a few questions. We're, we're trying to figure out where Desire went. You know, try to help her if we can. So, listen, I, we think there's a good reason why she's running away. Might have something to do with this Aegis character. Is there anything else that you can tell us about him? He tells you the, the little bit more that he knows, which is basically that as of about six months ago, the two of them had somehow got connected. Maybe he was there at a show. He doesn't know the exact origin story here, but those two connected and, well, Aegis kind of gets whatever he wants in this town, so... He wanted her, apparently. They kept on performing together, but it got to be decreasing frequency over time. She was spending more and more time performing down at the Broken Egg. 
and that's about all he knows. He doesn't know where else she would stay. Presumably, maybe he's got a place somewhere in town where they would shack up together or something like that, but so there's really this... here is her aunt's place, which you guys would have, I'm assuming, told him that you already checked there. Uh, so mm -hmm. Rod's place, her aunt's place, maybe there's somewhere in town where they shack up, and this beach house. That's about all he knows. Is this um, is this beach house Aegis's? Or is it just nobody's? Uh, it's just sort of public property, like a park almost. Okay. Which is weird and doesn't make a ton of sense, but we're just going to go with that. Okay. What if we go tail Aegis? That's what I was thinking. I don't know what Ghetto would do, but um, I mean, unless she's running away from him. Mm -hmm. So unless he's, I don't know, shacking up with other girls or something like that, I guess is the only way maybe. And he has a family. Yeah. He's got some home away from home for sure. So yeah, he give away the game if like he had some other place he was staying or whatever else. Maybe she's pregnant. Could be. All right, let's head to the clinic. I have. I don't have a better idea. So yeah. I well, think... do you think she would? How long was it since she's been at the Broken Egg? Well, she was due to work there, like, in, I don't know, two days ish. So yeah, do you think she would? Right. Do you think she would miss that shift? I mean, she was ready to run away. She's at this lake mm -hmm. house. It's possible. So. What we could do is we could tail this Aegis uh, in the meantime, okay. and then uh, we show up for a scheduled shift and see if she makes an appearance. I'm in. Yeah. Do we all three want to tail him, or should I tail him? Probably only one of us. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to stay at home and, and eat soup. I have six stealth and four intimidation, so like he went to some like fuck hole. I could bust in there and like slap him around if need be, or if he did slap Aegis weird. around. Like, or do you want not want me to act irrationally? You want me to come back? And Probably get not. He has connection. Yeah. He is known in this town. I don't think we'd be slapping him around. Would be a good idea. I mean, I'm good I think fuck. it's purely a stealth. <laughs> 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 hey, I mean, we're we don't want to slap him around. I mean, he's still who hired us. So we just want information at this point, and uh, if that proves valuable later on for leveraging a mm -hmm. better payout. That'll be great. He's paying us regardless. But I think we, I think we want to be known for doing what we're tasked with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the reputation that we want. So. Okay. Well, I think you and I will be back at the homestead. All right. If, I'll uh, tell him. I'll come back and let you know. I'm gonna enjoy some nice hot banana chowder. Banana chowder. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds like a shit your pants potion. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm well familiar with. So, you guys question Rod a little more. You, you're not getting anything useful out of this kid, right? He doesn't really know what's going on. He's just chasing after some girl that he's fond of and who's, well, you're kind of getting the impression has more or less moved on from him onto bigger and richer dicks. You make your way back to town. Poor Rod. Now I feel sorry for him. I was going to break his loot. And now I just, he's just, uh, you know. Hapless, lovesuck yeah. a-hole. Yeah. Pretty much. She was his muse. All right. We have, we made a plan, though. So it's oh. the next morning, and you are on your way back to town. It's about halfway through the journey. You're out in the, the country, the fields. There's not really a lot of civilization in this middle part. You can see uh, three people walking towards you on the trail. And they're, they're walking, and you're walking, and that's not really a uncommon thing in these parts because, well, there's civilization on one end and sort of the vacation-y area on the other side up by the lake. 
But as they're getting closer, you see that these three individuals are orcs. And orcs, well, a half-orc would be relatively common not too far from town. They're not really in town all that often, but full-on orcs are just not really a common thing in this area. And you get to the point where you're about 30 feet from these guys, and they draw weapons. And they're very much looking at you. There's some eye contact going on here. All right. Um, well, I will also draw my weapon and ask him in Oik, what's going on here? Any other interactions or reactions? I'm just moving my hand on my sword. I'm just going to play it cool. Play it cool. I'm going to relax. Spells. No, I'm not. <laughs> not until the very last second. Mm. You're going to hold up your hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm a finger gun I'm style. Gonna, I have holstered finger, finger guns right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they, you call out to them in orc, uh, orcish, orc, however that's, whatever it is. You call out to them and they don't respond. They just keep coming towards you. I'm going to have you guys roll for initiative. All right. So there are three orcs. See one of them with a red bandana. You got a two. There's one that's wearing a pink shirt. You got a 10. And there's one of them that's got a peg leg and he's got a 10. Did my initiative show up on there? Uh, I got it figured out here. Roscoe's got an 8. Melvin's got a 16. Kolvik has a 21. Kolvik, you are the first to act. All right. I'm going to... And these, these guys very obviously have aggressive intentions towards you. They're not friendly. No. I'm going to hastily cast... I don't remember which one I just got that I wanted to use here. I think it's Shield of Faith. Just want to make sure that that's the right one. Oh yeah, I'm going to do Bless. And so you can bless up to three creatures with your choice. Whenever a target makes it, well, you can see it on there. Oh, well, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah. You bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. I'm assuming that's your yourself and your two companions. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to do it on all three of us while we're in this triangle position. Right on. Which I suppose is that we're in, then I was up front kind of asking them, and they were almost behind me directly. Yeah. Roscoe. Okay. What does the spell do? Uh, you, can, um, you can roll an extra d4 on your attack. Oh, cool. So it doesn't. It's not going to add to your damage, but it will add to your uh, whether or not a hit. Yes, exactly. All right. So you say a quick prayer to Hay and bless your companions. The two of you feel you feel you just feel blessed. Hashtag blessed. And then I will go ahead and just stand my guard in front of these three douchebag orcs. Excellent, Melvin. It is your turn. I'm going to cast uh, witch bolts on these bastards. Damn. On, um, whatever. Uh, pink? Who's, who's wearing a pink something? Uh, pink shirt, peg leg, or red bandana? Uh, definitely a pink shirt's getting it first. Pink shirt gets a lightning bolt, so I'll have you do an attack roll on that and just roll the d4. On the side. Gross. So that's a five. That's a total of five? Yeah. Uh, well, wow. plus whatever shit my DC is spell, right? Because I add that to my cell attack bonus, so that would be a total of... 10. Ten. It just misses pink. It singes the side of his pink shirt as, a, as your witch bolt sizzles past him, but he is unaffected. All right. Pegleg is going to close the remaining distance 
<laughs> which is a great image of a dude hobbling <laughs> towards you on a peg leg. Uh, he pulls out his... They were how far away from us? Uh, they were about 30 feet. All three of them are carrying great axes, and he pulls out his great axe. And Kolvik, you are standing front and center here. That's right. And so he is going to take his swing at you. Uh, that is going to be a 24 against that's, your armor class. I'm yep. assuming that's going to hit. Holy shit. 14 18. damage. I always highly underestimate the people I'm going up against. Apparently, I'm overestimating what I need to throw at you guys. Jesus, well, that's 14 damage. I didn't kill you again, did I? No, but I'm highly injured. Right. He, he got really upset and just attacked my leg. I'm pretty pretty much limping. Pegleg comes by and takes his slash at you. He gets you straight across the chest and does a pretty damn fair bit of damage to you. Pink Shirt is on the other side. He is going to make a running slash at Roscoe. 16 hit your AC? Yes. That is going to be 9 damage for you. Uh, so you also take a pretty big axe swing. If I kill you guys, we'll have to edit it all out and we'll start over with weaker enemies. <laughs> uh, so you, he takes a swing at you. He definitely catches you. That's going to be 9 damage there. Roscoe, it'll be, it will now be your turn to act. All right. I'm going to take a swing at a pink shirt one after me. Pink shirt is the one that went after you, yes. All right, yeah, I'm going to take a swing at pink shirt with my short sword. 16 is a hit. So 7 piercing damage. All right, seven piercing damage. So this guy takes a big hack straight across your chest, and you respond instantly with your short sword and just bury it in his heart. Uh, he gurgles and falls backwards, so he is dead. Kolbik, back to you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, use my attack in front of the guy in me and just use my one hammer and slap him right in his stupid face. All right, Pegleg is the one that's in front of you. Go ahead and get out that Warhammer and make your roll. 16 definitely hits him. All right. All right, that's 11 damage to Pegleg. Uh, so you you bring your Warhammer straight down dead center. Like you, He had come up to you and took a slash across the chest and just manly as fuck, even though he almost killed you on that shot, you stood your ground and you double axe handle this guy, bringing the Warhammer down and just crush his skull. Yeah, and that was he, like... The drops with his damage companion. I could do, so that's good. Poor peg lug. He already had a peg lug, <laughs> right? Now he's, he's got dead. a caved in head. He's yeah. gonna have a peg head now. <laughs> Melvin, pink shirt remains. All right, I'm just gonna. Since I missed the first time, I'll just retry right away what I was trying to do the first time. Which bolt? Which bolt away? We'll say 15. I'm still blessed, correct? You are still blessed. So that's a 22. 22 is definitely a hit, and that's three damage for this guy. An amazing three damage. All right. Pink shirt takes a, takes a sizzle, and this time you definitely you hit him like right in the gut with this witch bolt, and it burns away a chunk of his shirt. And he goes, oh, it's my favorite shirt! And he turns and runs towards you with his great axe. 19 hits your AC. It definitely does. That is going to be 10 slashing. He comes across and, and gets you pretty damn good with this great axe. Uh, also across the chest. Ow, that really hurts. <laughs> he says in his old man voice. Roscoe? Young for a wizard. I need soup. My turn? <laughs> it is. Back to you. Okay, guys. Right. Can I tackle this fool? Can, or are they just unreasonable beasts that mean violence no matter what? Or are they related to the plot, do we think? Like, can we tackle him and beat some information out of him? 
I can only answer one of those questions. It is that you can try to tackle him. I will try to tackle him. All right, so that is going to be a uh, a strength contest. So That's go ahead and roll a strength roll. A poor idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out, yes, pretty poor. He's got a 22. It was a mighty and an epic struggle, but you were not able to restrain this guy. He shakes you off and kind of spins you off to the side. I'm uh, using my cunning action to run away from him. All right. You bolt off to the side. Kolvik, it is back to you. I am following the lead of my friend and just going to go ahead and try to tackle him as well. It will be another strength contest. Oh, my God. No. That's not... It is a near contest, but he is able to overpower you. You are not able to restrain him. His eight to year four. Yeah. Melvin. Um, so I guess I pick up on the fact that uh, we're trying to subdue this guy instead of kill him outright. So I will cast sleep on him. You do that. Roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points of creatures this ball can affect. So... I rolled a 19, so it's 19 hit points. So Roscoe takes a, a diving leap at this guy. He manages to shake and push him off. Kolvik comes around the side, tries to tackle this guy. You get thrown to the side as well. And then Melvin pops up through the center and, and casts sleep upon this guy, and he rolls his eyes back in his head and falls backwards and starts snoring on this country road. Poor, poor Rod comes out from where he was hiding in the bushes after he saw this conflict start. Is it over? <laughs> and there you stand on a bright sunshiny day with uh, some terrible injuries and a sleeping orc. Hmm. Now what do we do? Tie him up. Yeah. Um, how long do you think he'll be out for? Do you think it'd be enough time for us to do a rest as well? You thinking about resting? Just thinking about it. I mean, while he's asleep, how far away are we from the cabin? You're about halfway between the two spots, so you're two hours from town, two hours from the cabin. Um, I say we tie this guy up, wake him up, maybe. We get our information out of him. Most likely we're going to kill him, and uh, then we can just continue on our journey to town as we were going to. Sure. You can see pretty far in all directions at this point. You're just in farm fields and whatnot, and you're in a safe space, so if you wanted to tie this guy up and take a short rest, expending hit dice to recover hit points, assuming that's what you're thinking of, you guys are in more than a, more than a safe enough spot to do that. Let's do it. So, uh, who wants to tie up the orc? I'll tie him up. Great. Tied him up, but good. We'll tie him up. Should we, we start a little fire here? Or thing, or how do you guys feel? How do we roll hit dice? Should be able to click oh, on... Now you guys roll good. <laughs> nice. Yep. Critical success. We're going to take a short rest here. I'm going to maybe make a small fire, warm up some soup. Soup time? Soup time. Hit, hit dice and soup time on the side of the road mm -hmm. with a tied up orc. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to wake him up now that you've been fully rested? Mm -hmm. How do we wake them up? Good kick to the ribs. Good kick to the ribs, all right. Good kick to the ribs. This guy takes a shot. I'm going to have you... Uh, is it you kicking him? Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and roll a 1d4. Two. So this guy is definitely kicked awake, and he kind of looks around and... Oh, oh, God damn it, captured again. Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh, why did you attack us, Orc? We were paid to. By whom? No, 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 but nobody. You know, go ahead and just slap him, Roscoe style, right in the face. Tell us. Uh, go ahead and roll intimidation. Tell us, you mean orc? Big meanie pants. Big, Big meanie pants. pants. Uh, so your your slap is effective, and he says, "Fine, fine, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was the Kobolds. They they paid me to. You were asking questions. Don't ask questions anymore, or die, or." was pretty much, it was okay either way, just, like, not asking questions or you were dead. Cobalt, that's an interesting twist. Hmm. Well, that's a did this, conundrum. Uh, did these uh, cobalts have any features on them, recognizable features? He's not able to provide any details about the cobalt that paid him, because he's an idiot, basically. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Uh, okay, so where did you meet these cobalts at? They met me outside of town. That's Did probably you, the limit of the useful information he's going to go there. Well, can you tell if they were male or female cobalts? No, that was a dude. And what are we not supposed to ask questions about? Questions. I don't know, questions. He just told us to come in and stop the questions. Okay. Are you ready to die now? No. No. Have you made peace with what gods you have? No. No. You best. <laughs> Here, <laughs> let me bless you real quick. Now you're fine. Smashy smash, stabby stab. Mm. All um, right, well, now there's three dead orcs on the side of the road. Well, the only place that would really give us issues, I think, with culprits would be down below. So somebody in the underworld don't want us asking questions. Yeah, that bartender at the... Or it could be the owner of the establishment that uh, what I was, thinking. was uh, not there. Yep, was not there. Inconspicuously not well, there. Either way, I think we need to make another appearance at there. the Broken Egg. I think so. Those. What the hell did you tell Lexi? Conspicuously. Yeah, I think that's good. We need to head down to the Broken Egg and ask questions. That's the only thing that gave us results. It's the only place I know where to find kobolds. Especially maybe kobolds who uh, would have no problem hiring assassins mm-hmm. to come kill us. Would we want to go there kind of before hours so there's not a whole lot of people there to make a scene? Depends on what we, uh, how we want to go about this. Who are we going to ask? Uh, are we, I mean... <laughs> I think we just walk in there and sit and see what happens. Or we could just go and start asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Should we ask more questions? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should ask more questions, but go there before prime hours. You guys going to go... So it's about... Let's call it noonish. By the time you're strolling back into town, uh, are you guys gonna go straight to the bar? Should, yeah, that's before prime hours, I'd imagine. Well, I don't, I don't long, really fucking care what we do. At this how long point. is I'm a kind long... of like everything's been a fucking dead end? These orcs don't know anything. Nobody knows shit. She ran away. This is fucking bullshit. I don't give. Let's just fucking. How go. long does a long rest take? True, walking there, swords drawn. No, just I'm fucking knives out, fuckers. <laughs> So, well, the other thing I would say is that you guys are, like, all bloodied and yeah. whatnot from battle. Right. So, you going to need to clean up or anything? I think so. We should head back. Lost two games of Pogs, my copper knockers. And he is in no game. mood. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the homestead. Homestead. Get, get, some, get some, use some more soup. Yeah, and check in with Perkins, maybe. Yeah. Check in with Perkins. All right. So, you guys end up back at the homestead here. There is another surprised look on Perkins's face because, goddamn it, somebody's here waiting for you again. Ah, uh, mother. This time it is a 
So we didn't even get to take a long rest or anything. We just walk in and that's this person here. You guys are able to rest. We're just going to go ahead and say that you are rested up. It was a restful walk. Okay. You recognize the fairly tall, blonde-haired, fit woman that is in the back office waiting for you as Helen Gringold, the wife of Aegis. And she oh. is she has been impatiently waiting for you guys here this entire time. Uh, nope. I don't think we want to be talking to her. Um, you could just back, like backpedal right back out. Yeah, we should definitely not be talking to this. We walk back into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tell Perkins that uh, to kick her out. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. We don't want to talk to her. Why? She, because we already know why she's probably here. Her husband's been screwing around on her. That's not our fault. Yeah, but we've already been hired by him. We, but maybe we get hired. For more money. I like, like money. We've done no wrong here. I don't think you like money like we I can like money. I'm not saying that we haven't, but we also know where our bread is buttered. And like maybe Aegis. she she threatened uh what's her face and that's why she ran away. Desire when we Aegis. So you guys all stand there kinda slack jawed with a variety of thoughts <laughs> running through your, your head as you see the wife of the person that hired you and maybe some loyalties are being questioned, maybe they're being set more firmly in one direction or the other. And she looks between the three of you and says, I'm not stupid. I know he was here. I know why he hired you. I know you're looking for that stupid little bitch. And I'm here to add a little bit to the contract. Did he tell you why he was looking for her? Uh, We can neither confirm nor deny that whoever you're talking about was or was not here. Hypothetically. She gives you a little scoff and a laugh. She says, this isn't the first time he's done this. I I told you, I'm not an idiot. She stole something from my house. Who might you be talking about? The tiefling. (laughs) She was there. I know she was there. And she stole the mask. And you guys know what she's talking about. Uh, when she talks about a mask, she's describing, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the Roman thing where they would take a death mask of somebody, they're like a mold basically of somebody's face. Mm-hmm. She's describing a death mask of one of Aegis's, like his grandfather, basically. And these things are pretty expensive. They're usually made out of some fairly nice material, at least if you're in a, in a richer household. So this thing is made out of uh, gold and ivory. So when she says the mask, we automatically know that? Oh, she goes on to describe which mask it is. Roscoe should feel insulted. That's his thing. This isn't the only mask in existence. She's just describing the one that she's It's irreplaceable. Absolutely an irreplaceable (laughs) thing. She says, so she goes on to say that, she says, I want you to recover the mask and I want desire to not come back. Am I making myself clear? Uh, Listen, lady, we're not assassins. And as far as we can tell, she hasn't really done anything wrong. If she stole a mask, is that really a uh, you know a capital punishment worthy offense here? No, she, she puts up a fight while we're trying to get it back. Oh, hypothetically speaking, are you already making plans on how to figure out how to kill her? What's she offering? She says she'll give you a thousand gold. I might be an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I. We're not assassins. Well, we could persuade her not to come back. Listen. Yeah. How about? Uh, what? Listen. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not assassins. But uh, 
How about if we make it so she never comes around to Andon again? She kind of gives a huff and crosses her arms and says, I suppose that would be fine. I just don't ever want to see her again. She stole something from my house. Okay. It is a real bitch. (laughs) How did she get in your house? I would imagine she was let in. What do you think? My husband is a fucking her. I don't know if I need to be any more plain here. Get the fucking mask back and I will pay you to never see this person again. So this is Agus's grandfather's mask? Yes. Death mask? So she's really concerned about it. Just, I mean, it's not her family. I mean, it is her family. I get it. She's a fancy pants, like, king shit of turd hill. Like, ooh, my family's big shot in this town. That's her deal. There's one like her in every town. She's just uh, offended at the thought that somebody could possibly steal from her family. Okay. Well, now this kind of gives us reason to go directly to Agus. Aegis, rather than try to stalk around him. I mean, his wife just kind of gave us the go. I'm cool with that at this hey, bitch, point. Do you know anything about why the kobolds are coming in, or the kobolds are sending orcs after us? <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Helen, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to have you make a persuasion roll. 17 plus whatever my modifier is. That's going to be enough. Uh, she goes on to explain basically that there is essentially a rivalry going on. And it, she's not going to say it directly, but she's going to imply that basically there's the underworld of the criminal part of the city and then there's the overworld of it. And Aegis is the overworld part of it. Dunk and his crew are sort of the underworld component of it. There's not a direct overt rivalry between them, but they're certainly doing things to screw each other over whenever they can. So if anybody's involved in this, it's probably him. I mean, I feel like this is something we kind of already know. I mean, if we've spent a lot of time at the Broken Egg, we know who Aegis is. We know who runs the Broken Egg. And he knows us. Right. Like, that's, like, it might not be personal. Personal. A little bit. Like, we're kind of friends with this dude. Yep. As far as one can be friends with. I mean, whose side would we be on here? We obviously spend a lot of time at the Broken Egg. We know Roscoe does a lot of... We're kind of scummy people, but we're good in the end. You're good people that aren't afraid to do bad things. All right, I get what he was trying to do. All right. Uh. You just understand? All right, I understand. I would kill me too. That makes sense. Well, just just business. I don't feel The that problem way. remains that desire ran off and we have no idea where. Unless uh, Aegis knows. He was in on it. Well, she has an expensive mask. So the question is, is what does she intend to do with it? Is she going to try to sell it? Uh-huh. Why Why did she take that? Well, Helen, does it have any magical properties to the mask? There's nothing magical about the mask. It's, it's just, just valuable. Valuable. Both uh, actually valuable because it is made of very expensive material, but also valuable because it is sentiments. Yeah. It's, it is a one-of-a-kind family heirloom. Like up front and ask her, would Aegis know where she went? She doesn't know if Aegis would know where she's gone, but she suspects not. I mean, this this girl did steal something from mm-hmm. the house that Aegis lives in, too. And it's his grandfather. I don't know. Maybe they went off to some crazy penthouse somehow. Hypothetically speaking, how much is this mask worth? Uh, this mask would be worth... I have no idea. Depends on the buyer, I guess. If you were just selling this to... Like if I took this to the uh, you know Antiques Roadshow, 
And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out this is Thomas Jefferson's desk death mask. Uh, you know, he, uh, he used to wear this whenever he took a dump. It's worth a million dollars. Yes. Uh, if you were just selling this to someone essentially like as a piece of art or for the materials, let's say that it's worth right around that thousand gold mark. Uh, if you were potentially, say, ransoming it back to a family, it might be worth a lot more. Being a one-of-a-kind item of somebody's dead relative. He said it's made out of ivory and gold. Ivory and gold, yep. Ivory and gold. I wonder if, wonder if a guy could melt that down and make a pretty sweet slammer. A death mask You wouldn't slammer. melt it down. You would carve a piece out of it. The ivory would just burn or whatever ivory it does. It doesn't melt. I don't know. I could, I could make a gold slammer inlaid with ivory. Just go with the mind. You're like, that'd be a pretty sweet slammer. <laughs> and she's storming around the office being all angry and you're just like peacefully imagining the slammer. <laughs> you <could make>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would make a sweet slammer. Well, should we uh, just accept the job and then go back down to the broken egg and see what the kobolds know about this shit? I, I feel like we have a... Uh, we have a to age us? Yeah, we have a duty to him. He... He was there first. Right, but we're being hired for the same job at an escalator, right? Yeah, I just think that he should probably know about it. Um, I, well, she's, she's made it clear, by the way, that she does not want you guys to... Not that that should influence your action, I guess, but she's made it clear that she doesn't want Aegis to know that she's been here. Oh. Yeah. She's trying to make his lover disappear. And she knows that it just means it'll be a matter of time before the next one comes along, but she hates this one in particular. I mean... I'm just saying, like, obviously, we're going to get a lot more jobs probably from him than probably from her. I don't know. This lady seems like a real busybody. She seems to be the brains or the, you know. The Cersei. Right. All right. All right. I'm cool. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. She's driving this fuck wagon. All right. (laughs) Fine. I'm just like, fine. Fuck it. Fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll take your thousand dollars half in advance. Half, a thousand gold pieces, half in advance. She's willing to give you half in advance. Fuck yeah. Is it a thousand a piece? Uh, it's 500 total. Okay. Nice. 500 total. Non-divisible by three numbers for you. Yep. All right. And that's, I mean, this is 500, a thousand gold is a pretty good chunk of money for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Average, <laughs> uh, average lifestyle expense for someone of around your class level, et cetera, would be like a goal a day. So this is like quite a bit of like what, well, three years worth of wages almost. Yeah. For any other normal, like artisan level person. Yeah. Fine. All right. We're cool with it. I guess, honestly, we get, we, she's a, she's a client like anybody, anybody else. So we get to keep her secret as well. I guess probably the right thing to do is not to tell Aegis at all about it. So one sixty-six a piece, and give the remaining two to uh, Perkins for the pants. Yep. Yeah, Perkins pants fund. Perkins pants fund. Do we have a safe or anything in our uh, establishment here? Yeah, you've got a safe. All right. I mean, I'm not taking one hundred and sixty-six whatever down to uh, down to the undercity. Is that a bad idea? Well, uh, you have a gambling problem, so you should only take what you're willing to lose. This is true. <laughs> but I only—it's mostly slammers. Faithful listeners, this is DM Nick. Tensions are running pretty high, huh? A lot of dead ends, a lot of drama. Folks sure are getting crazy over this little affair. 
I can't wait to see how things shake out for our boys. In the meantime, we've got a pretty special word from our imitation sponsor tonight. Have a little listen here. Looking for a new set of dildos but have to trade in your old ones first? Check out Austin's number one dildo buy and sell online at www.dildos.com. <laughs> We've got dildos of all shapes and sizes listed on the web, including vintage dildos, family dildos, and sports dildos. <laughs> Whether you're trading in an old faithful or buying a dildo for the first time, you're sure to find a real gem on the lot. Test drive your dream dildo today at Austin's number one buy and sell. <laughs> Are you enjoying the show so far? Anything in particular that tickles your fancy? I can tell you a great place to let us know is the iTunes platform where you can leave us a review. If you're feeling lazy or perhaps you only have 180 characters worth of opinion, you can send us a message at VGA Team on Twitter. That's at V-G-A-T-E-A-M. By now, you've also dropped by our lovely website at thevgat.com, but you should stop back every now and again. We'd love to see you there. Maybe if you're feeling especially rambunctious, you can send us a little folding money using PayPal or Patreon. We have a few goals for hosting and equipment that'll improve the quality of the show and help keep us on the air. Thank you all for listening. Let's get back to the show. So you make your, you make your way back down to the broken egg in the Undercity. What are you looking for there? What are you guys, what are you on the hunt for? Like you word with dunk. Like mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I would definitely look for. Yeah. I mean, if anybody knows uh, what kobolds took out a contract on us, I'm guessing it would be the owner of... It was very likely the kobold that took out a contract on us. It's possible. And I would mm-hmm. be kind of upset about it, right? We're good customers. Yeah. Right? You know, you better have like a really, really good reason. For uh, for killing us, because Roscoe alone probably helps support that place and whoring alone keeps those doors open or closed, as it were. Keeps those legs open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you walk into the bar. Boy is behind the bar. She gives a real friendly wave and hello. And you see, holding a, a sheaf of paperwork, kind of walking into the back. You see Dunk. And Dunk is, he's pretty tall for a cobalt. He's about four foot five. He's got some green scaly skin with head, red highlights and little golden eyes. He sees you and I'm going to have you guys make a insight check. 20. 20? 13. 19. You can all tell he's... Not surprised to see you, but he is he is uh, definitely nervous to see you. I'm going to uh, whisper to my fellow mates here and ask if it's him. I'm going to say, is that Dunk? Yeah. Yes, oh, that's yes. Dunk. Uh, so he, he kind of gives you a little bit of a smile and starts walking towards the back. The back, uh, like the door that goes into the back area. Uh, is he like waving us to come with him or he just kind of about face and turns around and walks towards the back? It gave you a little bit of a, a like, greetings customer smile uh, that you can see through a little bit. Like I said, he's, you can tell he's a little unha- unhappy to see you, I guess. And From then, our last encounter, I'm really not going to give him any edge and kind of just walk, quickly walk back there. Because the last time we did, someone ran off and we didn't find him again. Right. So, I'm going to go after, kind of, because I know this place now. I've been here before. Just go into the back and kind of follow him and just say, hey, Dunk, 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 
Uh, so he's trying to shuffle his way towards the door. You get there first and maybe like put a hand on the door as he's trying to open it. And uh, he stops, looks up at you and says, hey, you person that I don't know or recognize, what's going on? And I'm just going to sit there and just stand there until tell you guys following me back there. And yeah. just kind of wait for somebody else to talk. We're kind of crowded in behind. Do like the intimidation factor, just looking at him. You crowd around this guy and he's, he's looking at, at the two of you. And he maybe doesn't know you by name, but he definitely knows you by sight. Uh, knows who you are. And he's like, hey, uh, a couple of uh, couple of regulars coming in. How's, how's your day? Hope you had a great, great day. Beautiful summer day, huh? Great, great weather up there on the surface. Yeah. Uh, kind of smells like shit down here. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Wondering if um, you might know of anybody who might be trying to kill us. Kill you? Nobody was going to... I mean, did, why Why would anybody be trying to kill you? It's the exact question we're trying to answer. So we were just uh, strolling out in the woods the other day and three orcs came along and uh, said a couple kobolds hired them to kill us. Couple, couple cobalts tried to try to kill you, huh? Uh, so are you are you trying to persuade or intimidate here? Sounds like intimidate. I think we're gonna intimidate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make an intimidation roll. I'm, I'm not very intimidating, uh, unless I have, you know, like the world's biggest slammer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten. Ten. So he's not particularly intimidated by you. Uh, I'll the two of you guys make intimidation I'm go ahead as well. and slam my fist into the door. Bang! That wasn't that intimidating. <laughs> Six. Eighteen plus four. <laughs> so Kolvik slams his uh, his hand into the door, but it's it's already closed, so it just kind of makes a thump. <laughs> it's like, sort of Ow. muted and muffled. Yeah, and he's like shakes his hand off because he's trying try not to have him oh. look. <laughs> oh, that's thing. Oh. Is that a <sighs> but something about Roscoe's presence, he finds <laughs> he finds a little more intimidating, and he says, "All right, all right, all right." You're gonna hit him where some... it hurts. His pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I sent some guys after you, but they weren't supposed to kill you. Why were they? They were just gonna knock you out and 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 or just get you to stop asking questions around you. What are you guys asking around questions for anyway? We uh, are being paid to find desire. Desire. <clears throat> Should have known that that's what this was going to be about. Look, I did, I, you guys are going to come in here and start roughing people around. I got a business to run here. I don't want anything to do with this. She, well, she stole something and she came to me and she asked me if I wanted to buy it. And I didn't. I, I was going to buy it because it belongs to Aegis and, well, really anything I can do to piss that guy off. That guy's an asshole. Well, I was going to buy it and then I was going to try and sell it back to him or break it or it, I don't know what I was going to do with it, but I was just going to buy it from her. She's she's going to be coming back tonight. Why don't you come back around around 8 o'clock? She'll be back here. She's going to bring it with her. You guys can take her. You do whatever you want. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Why don't we just stay here till then? I don't really feel like leaving and having to come back. Yeah, why don't we sit here with Dunk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to, like, uh, like a knife or a sword on the side kind of sit down with him? Like, you're staying here until we get this resolved? Or... Yeah. I don't trust him. Yeah. yeah. We'll, let him, we'll let him do his business around the bar and make it seem like everything's normal, but... Oh, everybody oh. can do business without him. He can sit in the office with us and yeah. wait. He wasn't there the other night, so... Okay. 
So he's going to take you guys based on all what you're what you're throwing out here. He's going to take you into sort of the back the back office room where this dirty deal is apparently going to go down and you sit and you wait. So you guys hang out in the back office with Dunk and he's just kind of nervously fidgeting and he's trying to be productive and doing other stuff, but you guys are just sitting there looming over his ass this whole time. So I rub my dick at him once in a while. <laughs> you rub your dick at him? Mm-hmm. As a show of contempt. Like, are you are you licking your lips or something? No, or? I'm just giving him the stink eye. Oh. With <laughs> the stink the, hand? The, the stink eye or hand? Eye. Your hand's stinky now, though. <laughs> 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 Oh, no, my hand's not in my pants. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're oh, yeah, just shuffling. I'll, I'll skirt through your tunic, whatever you're wearing. You're shuffling your business around like a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. In an attempt to distract. That's a bold strategy. Bold, <laughs> bold, bold strategy, Roscoe. Let's see if it pays off. Um He's, he definitely feels more and more uncomfortable every time you do it. He is visibly <laughs> uncomfortable with you guys in the room and you like continuously crotch adjusting <laughs> at him. And you're intimidatingly adjusting your crotch at him. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I got like eight inches of half elf down there. <laughs> eight, inch, eight inches of half elf. <laughs> Wait, are you wearing the, is the yeah. elf and which half is the <laughs> Are you wearing wearing like tight leather pants like <laughs> like Jonah Falcon or yep. something you can see the massive sausage like mama's pickled sausage Don't call him legomorph or nothing <laughs> A what? <laughs> A legomorph? Is that what you said? No. That yeah, well, that's totally what that. you said. You oh, said legomorph. Legomorph. We're going off the rails Legolith, a little bit here. Legomorph. Elf elf penis penis. I'm totally lost. I know. My that's why. That's why I said. Doesn't my, matter. Doesn't matter. Back. That. Back. Back to fake reality. <laughs> All right. You guys are hanging out, and I don't know how to like dramatically make this entrance, but. You're you're all hanging out, and it, it gets to the point where you're starting to get a little bored. And there's a there's a couch, a couple chairs. You guys have settled in. About eight fifteen, you guys have all been kind of nervously staring at the clock as as time's going by, and you're you're starting to look at Dunk, who's getting a little more nervous. He's looking at his giant cuckoo clock wristwatch. <laughs> He's and and she's late. But then eight fifteen or so, the door bursts in, and there she is. After all this kerfuffle and uh, and mess and everything else there is this fucking tiefling with her creepy golden eyes and her big old horns before she even can notice you guys she comes in and she's brandishing a wand at dunk and says i need you to give me the fucking money now so that i can get the fuck out of here and then she stops and looks around and sees the three of you additionally in this office and she just freezes what do you do how close are we to her? Uh, I would say you're within 15 feet, 10 feet, depending on who you are. 10 feet? Yeah, let's just call it 10 feet. Is that enough to run over and grab her wrist and go up with it? it this is a world of trying things, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Ball's um, deep. I see try. a wand, and the first thing I think is this someone's going to hurt someone, and so I'm going to try to run over, grab, my, grab her wrist, and kind of put it above her since I'm 
we just, should be towing her. Just pointing it up, yeah. pointing it up the roof. All right, go ahead and make a roll. Uh, what'd you roll? What kind of roll? <laughs> Seven. Uh, and then add your. Uh, let's do dexterity to that. Nine. All right, so you grab this, grab her wrist, and she's able to successfully wrench her wrist out of your hand pretty much right away. Like, you get a hand on it, she just snaps it away. And as she does so, basically the wand starts spraying confetti all over the place. Like, no harmful effects, nothing. It's just, it's like a, it's, it's like a fucking cap gun. But as this happens, right behind her bursts in a group of kobolds and these are clearly like the the um, the guards you might say for this nightclub and they kind of like spread out throughout the room they see her with the wand and they see dunk standing there obviously held hostage this whole time and then right behind them bursts in a group of three kind of seedy looking people that you recognize as uh, sort of like yeah, you might say local muscle um, thugs, basically, that burst in. And just when you think shit has gotten as crazy as it's going to get, there are now two more dudes that burst in. And you recognize Alex Den and his uh, compatriot Barbrady, who are basically the two local constables. And the room's really starting to get full, but there's just enough room for Aegis Gringold and Daff, his daughter, who is... Uh, uh, kind of like a big, burly, muscular gal burst into the room, and everybody starts fucking shouting all at the same time. What do you do? Our wizard should fire some sort of like, hey, everybody shut the fuck up. Kind of like get everybody's attention. But then what? Well, I'm not really into that. <clears throat> I mean, the first thing I do, I know she's kind of the asset here, and so I mean, she may not know us or anything like that, but kind of just doing like a cowering thing, stand between them and them, and then just kind of waiting for a move and just kind of staring around. Wait, a cowering thing? I mean, Are you not, standing in front of her and protecting I, her? Yeah, kind okay. of thing. Just because I know she's an asset. She's what everyone wants. and That's true. You don't want to give up the thing when everybody's going to pay you for right off the bat. We could behead her and get a thousand gold immediately. I just, but we can't just kill her in front of two town constables either. Mm, I mean... Kill them. I suppose that's against the rules. So yeah, I basically, mean, no, there's just a lot of people against us. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody would just come power. Like, well, you don't know that anybody's against you at this true. point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys, I don't, I don't know anything. You guys are familiar with Alex and Barb Brady because they're the local law, and you guys are, in a way, you're more or less an extension of that local law when you need to be or when they ask you to be. Um, so they probably are going to ask you for some help with this scenario. The thugs by the way, by this point, have started to group in front of and surround Aegis and Daff. So you've now figured out that those five people all more or less came here together. So what would there be? There's now a total of four kobolds in the room. Dunk, another kobold with, if you can't tell, this is that you might end up fighting them. <laughs> There's one with a black cape, another one with a pair of sunglasses, and one with a green wristband on. Of the thugs, there's one that's, oh, I didn't give him anything cool. This guy's, This guy has sweatpants. With a belt. There's one that's wearing a camo bandana. And there's one that's wearing a skull t-shirt. Um, so we're trying to decide what to do. Right. So we're in this and room. I'm, everybody's... I'm just a big dumb oaf standing in front of someone right now. So everybody's like, rabble, 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 rabble. What if we just try to leave the room with desire? 
Well, <clears throat> is everybody everybody burst in the door? So I assume everybody's like in front of the door. Yeah, I suppose we're kind of. Cool. And I'm guessing everybody's here probably because of her, or something. guess to do with mm -hmm. her. So everybody's gonna probably notice if we try to drag her out. Um, the question is, is what do we want to do? What do we want to? What's our goal here? I think our goal is to not have to fight anyone in front of politicians or thugs that would come after. I mean, we want to leave this as less hostile as possible. That's what I'm thinking. We could. I mean, we we wanted to find desire, and ultimately, we need to find this mask. Mm -hmm. Like that's our goal right now, right? Mm -hmm. So, why does uh? He just have his daughter with him. This is the first she's entered the story, yeah? As far as I know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, there was a whole big scene about where you guys maybe would have met her before this with some walking about town, but you seemed like you are getting pretty bored <laughs> with the runaround, so I sped that up a little bit. The daughter is somebody that you guys are aware of. Um, this is This is his heir, right? This is his only child. This is the person that's going to be taking over the Gringold Empire someday, and is uh is along more or less as muscle and enforcement and all the rest of that because picture uh what's her nut from game of thrones the the big blonde lady that's kind of what daff is like she's she's big she's badass she's very competent with a weapon she's also an asshole so not quite like uh what's her name from bran of tarth yes there you go who's shouting at who here Everybody's shouting at everybody. There's a lot of pointing, and most of the pointing is at uh, is at uh, desire. Is there like a particularly dangerous animal, some kind that exists in Andin, like a I don't know, a snake or something venomous, something that people would be generally terrified of? Yeah, let's say there is a badger, 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 badger. Yes. It's a badger. There is a poisonous, a fucking, for no reason, there is a poisonous alpha badger. Ooh. Native yeah. to this area. <laughs> alpha badger, not alpha beaver. Alpha badger. Alpha badger. It's way worse. <laughs> that is. The, the Andan alpha badger, which is a badger that is also poisonous, is native to this area and well known. All right. Screw it. I'm going to see if I can clear some people out. I'm just going to cast... Uh, minor illusion over there in the corner and trying to conjure up a little uh, alpha badger and see if I can uh, get anybody to clear out of this room. All right. I'm going to have you make a performance roll. Performance roll. I don't know if I've ever done a performance roll before. Well, today's a new day. I'm not very good at performance. I'm terrible. That failed miserably. What did you get? I got a two. Oh, man. Yeah, you did real bad. Uh, so you make a very unconvincing uh, uh, alpha badger in this room. And let's do this this way. And he shouts to us while he's doing it. I swear this never has happened before. All right. So the kobolds are freaked the fuck out. And they are clamoring over each other to get out of this room and they're doing their damnedest to push all of the other people that are in the way of the door because <laughs> kobolds are particularly afraid of alpha badgers the uh, the thugs are getting pushed around and knocked over aegis and daff are behind them so they're not really getting directly molested by this escape attempt alex is unfazed aegis basically all of the humans except for bar brady are unfazed but Barbrady is freaking the fuck out. 
and he is he's like towards the back of the group so he's pushing everybody else to get towards the door but the kobolds are pushing that group of people into the same group of people so basically it's like a thug sandwich right now between kobolds and barbrady and there's only you definitely caused some calamity you and there's only one door right in and out of this room yeah this place is not up to code there's no windows no nothing like underground that. I'm okay. going to look and see, is this our signal to, like, go and run? Your, your response? I, yeah, I'm basically, I kind of did this half-assed. I, w- I was basically <laughs> sitting down with my feet up, because all this shit came in, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, Alpha Badger. <laughs> you didn't even finger gun? You no, gave, like, a gonna, wave? Just kind of like a eh, Alpha Badger. And so all these people are trying to pile out, so I, now's our opportunity. If we want to, in the confusion capture her see if we can get out of here i don't know if we're gonna be able what to if we just that. ask her to come with us yeah we come I'll, with me if you want to live yeah. Yeah, exactly. i'll grab get her to the chopper and get to the upstairs and then i just grab her and start running out the door and hopefully that you guys are following me to the front all right so let's do this i'm gonna have each of you guys make perception checks d20 d20 16 19 1 all right, so the two of you on the couch notice uh, you guys have been like plopped over on the side, <laughs> lazily waving spells over at people during the commotion. But you notice, because you're not en- ensnared in the throng, that Dunk is like standing over on the side of the room, and Solsi's there now. She wasn't in there before, and she certainly didn't come in through this crowd. You don't see a fucking thing, and you try and barrel your way towards all these people are at the door. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have you make three strength checks. God, I'm dumb as shit. Well, I'm, that's why I'm playing your strengths here. Well, I know. I'm... Literally strength. So, am I doing strength in that then? Yeah, make sure you add the modifier. All right. Bloop. Oh, what the fuck, man? What's up? Did you suck? This is supposed to be your jam, strength. All right, so that actually works out in your favor. So you've got an arm around, uh, you've got an arm around Desire at this point, and mm-hmm. you're trying to shove your way into this crowd, and you're just not successful at all. You you like you haven't burst through. There's just like these these like three thugs now, with like a bunch of kobolds kind of getting underfoot for you at this point because they're so much smaller than you, and it's just pandemonium at the door. All right, so I think the way that we're going to do this now is it's not actually combat yet, but we're going to mm-hmm. go into initiative just so that we keep this in an orderly movement and then uh, and whatnot. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Okay, first in the turn order is Daff. Daff is going to try and push her way out of this crowd and get to the side and draw a weapon. She is not able to do that. She is stuck in the kerfuffle. Cobalt with the black cape. He's able to push his way a little closer to the door. Dunk, in the back of the room, talking with Solsi, moves towards the the south end of the room. So basically the opposite end from the door. And the two of you, uh, Hardmeat and uh, Roscoe, you guys notice him going towards the wall.
Thanks for listening. Episode 4, Bread Can Be Buttered Twice, was released on November 26, 2017. Come back next week for another episode of The Very Good Adventuring Team.